and welcome to Stuffing Around, Stuff's gaming podcast for all things gaming. I am joined today by Max Malella. Hello. And I'm Nick Cowan. And the news has been quite thin. Yeah, a little, little bit thin. Not a whole lot happening, um, I think, particularly in light of Nintendo's Direct last week. Mm. Um, we've been a bit... It's also because we're running towards the Christmas window. Right, yeah. So we're... Like, it's, it's, it's very much a case of less of show, not tell. Mm. So I'm sure we'll see some. We'll probably see a lot more news as uh, as we get head into November ish. Yeah. Uh, but yeah, for now, um, we've got some Kingdom Hearts news for anyone who knows what's going on with that series. Great. Um, I don't. But Neither do I. Because <laughs> it, it is notoriously complicated. Uh, I don't know about being complicated. It's basically a Disney Final Fantasy crossover. Well, in terms of the actual story, they've got like a whole bunch of weird plot twists and characters being other characters and lore. Apparently, it's brilliant if you if you get around to it. I will eventually dip my toes into it. Well, um, go for your life because I'm not going anywhere near <laughs> it. But yeah, so the big the, the big thing Nintendo had we mentioned last week that Nintendo's Direct was lacking any Smash Bros content, which yeah. is strange for a Nintendo Direct, and they had their Smash Bros Direct recently, where they showed that the last DLC character would indeed be Sora, the main character from Kingdom Hearts. That's mm. super hype for a lot of the King, um, I guess for the Kingdom Hearts fans and the Smash fans, um, and for the esports team. But what I found more interesting right. was that Nintendo used that to segue into the fact that several Kingdom Hearts games are coming to the Switch. Right. Which is great because I feel like they they're the kind of games that would be right at home there. Look, at the end of the day, um, I'm not a Kingdom Hearts fan. Right. Right. I'm not really that much of a Final Fantasy fan either. Um, Heresy. You know? But um, the light is on and burning brightly for the masses. I mean, uh, yeah. because if these games didn't sell. You wouldn't see the ports, you wouldn't see the sequels, you They've, wouldn't see anything. Look, Kingdom Hearts has been ported now twice this year. It got ported onto the onto PC via the Epic Games Store. Well, I'm sure it was on PC already, but it got ported to the Epic Games Store uh, earlier this year. Um, so it's obviously, you know, a very popular It's big. Game. It's very, very yeah. big. So the actual game... And, and, and to its credit, it has been ported and remastered less than Skyrim. Okay, yeah, but... The but then less- again... You've been ported, and well, I mean, Skyrim. Skyrim is never not going to be ported. I'm telling you, ten years from now, we're, we're going to be buying the extra, extra, extra special edition of Skyrim. Okay, it's 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 inevitable. As a tangent, um, I found um, when Skyrim's VR came along, if you played it in winter and left the windows open, it actually <laughs> felt really quite cool. That's freaking awesome, man. <laughs> Yo, I got that's that's freaking cool. Yeah, I I have no witty remarks. I, I provided that. my own atmospheric um, uh, additions. That's to what it. I call total immersion. That's genius, uh, Nick. Well done. Thank you. I mean, the only thing I could say that I um, would say would compare to this. Have you ever played Football Manager? No. Right. So Football Manager, I don't know if you know, is very very different to FIFA or Konami's football game, whatever the hell that looks like these days, because apparently it's being kicked up and down the street this <laughs> week. Um, Football manager is essentially you manage a football team, um, but you don't actually play. You just go you just, through spreadsheets and you know you assemble a team. I've seen some apps or some mobile games. And the thing like is, that. you can fast play through the games, or you can watch the games. Mm. Right? A friend of mine once got up. Uh, he was still living in London. He he got up one morning. And his his flatmate was wearing a suit, and it was like Saturday morning. And he's like, "Are you going to a wedding or a funeral that I don't know about?" And he went. No, I just got Burnley to the FA Cup final. <laughs> and he was wearing a suit so he could watch his team dressed as a football manager 
watching his team on Football Manager. That's pretty freaking cool. <laughs> that is, that's pretty. I've, I've, you know, I, I, I need the commitment to really get into games like that. Tangent aside, because Tangent this aside. started somehow with Kingdom Hearts. The actual games mm-hmm. that are uh, are coming to the Switch with their no, what's the word? Fittingly strange titles are the Kingdom Hearts HD 1.5 and 2.5 remixes. Uh, Kingdom Hearts HD 2.8 Final Chapter Prologue and Kingdom Hearts 3, which is the only normal sounding one. Prologue or prologue? Prologue is what I meant to say. Right. Clearly, Nick, you didn't have to point that out for everyone to see. You could have just let that slide. Is, it, is English your major at university? I plead the fifth. Did you pass English in high school? I did well enough. All right, good. No evidence of that here. I'm gonna Carry just, on. I'm going to keep talking about video games because I'm quite hurt now. All right. Um, what's really interesting is the games aren't actually they're not being ported directly onto the Switch hardware they're being made available through like cloud gaming oh right kind of like xCloud or Stadia if anyone remembers Stadia um, what do you mean remember Stadia it's out there I know well I mean you could just because you don't use it you could have fooled me well you don't use it that's, that's no, here's a question Sorry, I'm being, no, I'm no, being no hang on a second here have you actually made any effort to investigate Stadia as a consumer slash gamer, I have never seen a Stadia. Right, in so real you're not life. really in a position to criticize. I was uh, fine, fine, fine. I concede that. Point being, right, is that this does mean that that um, we might see more uh, of these, well, uh, more games uh, coming to the Switch in the form of cloud ports versus hardware ports, which means that we could be getting games that probably wouldn't handle the hardware. Mm. Um, quite as well which opens up a lot of interesting opportunities for um, for some cool releases but obviously that's just you know that's speculation we'll see what happens in the future true um, the yeah. big news for me this week was that um agent is officially dead you don't know what agent I was gonna is say, well let's say i do but for anyone listening who doesn't know what agent is why don't you clue them in okay well here's the thing when were you born again 2001 2001 right when he was six um sony had its e3 um ps3 uh keynote and one of the things that sent shockwaves through the audience there was that they had a rock star exclusive called agent Mm -hmm. they had a logo and that was it but afterwards, like uh, Sam Hauser was talking about, like Agent is a game that we wanted to make for years. It was going to be developed by Rockstar North, you know, the people behind Grand Theft Auto, right? You know, and and it was kind of like pitched as like halfway between the um, the kind of Roger Moore, um, James Bond, okay, like you know, because you know, um, more like gadgets, like like uh, not so much just gadgets, like uh, you know, a a a a, a, a a sports car that can turn into a submarine right. sort of thing. Okay, yeah, right? yeah. Um, all the things that would never, ever make an appearance with Daniel Craig. Right. right? Um, but also The Professionals. Um, that was a TV series. Uh, and sort of like The Man from Uncle. I, uh, you may have seen the film that had Henry Cavill in it. I haven't seen it, but it's on my list now. Okay, well, I mean, to, just to give you an idea of The Man from Uncle, he was a secret agent doing secret agent things, and his name was Napoleon Solo. Ooh. Right, you know. Once you've got a name like that, the rest of the series writes itself, really. Absolutely. Anyway, so Agent was announced, then went dark. Then, round about, like, I think it was just after 2010, 2011, somewhere around that, some screenshots were shared, and then it went dark again. And then, of course, in the interim, we got the likes of Max Payne 3, and we got... Um, 
uh, LA Noir, which we'll come back later. We will come back to that. Um, and we got Grand Theft Auto V and Red Dead Redemption and Red Dead Redemption 2. And we are still sitting there. And, and at this point, like, Rockstar is, like, releasing an awful lot of really cool games. Yeah. But, like, by the same token, if you were someone who was really, really involved with the idea of Agent, you're kind of like, well, hey, guys, uh, is this ever coming out? No. No, it's not. It's dead. It was confirmed this week. This week. Yeah. So how long, we waited. You said I was six. So we, we waited 14 years to, to be find told, out that actually this isn't happening. It's not happening. And uh, according to a report I read, um, essentially what happened was they were working on, there were so many people involved in so many other projects that agents just got left by the wayside. And anything that was developed, well, not anything, but c- certain things that were developed in agents made their way into other games. Uh, so here's the thing, if you've played Grand Theft Auto V or if you've played a couple of um, uh, you know, recent Rockstar games, you may have played a mission that was scheduled to go into Agent, but never will. Um, basically, the last gasp for this game was back in 2016 when uh, Rockstar renewed the license, but they allowed it to lapse in 2018, and it was this week that they, they basically announced. confirmed, like, sorry guys, it ain't happening. Uh, this this sounds like, you know, less of a story of of of, of something grand dying in in, in beautiful glory, mm. and and more of like, what could have been? Well, I was thinking more just 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 pulling life support out of yeah. a game that was never really alive to begin with. Well, that's the problem. It was alive. It was being worked on. It's just that other projects, which um, assuming they were more popular with Rockstar's fans, and obviously more profitable right right just shouldered it out the way and it never got around to being anything more than an idea no i mean this is the point for gamers i mean we yeah, never well, got no. we never got to play it outside of the strands of its dna we've seen no, in other abso- games. absolutely that's what i mean i'm yeah. sure i'm sure there was work on it at rockstar i'm just saying for us we well never i mean to, we never yeah. got to do more than really think about it well at least now we know now we know. I'd, that's you know what I'd rather know it than be strung along in a hope. Um, yeah, for absolutely. Ages and ages. So, so that was for my end and what the news I was interested in. And um, so we mentioned L.A. Noir. We did mention L.A. Noir, right? And the, the reason the famous hard-boiled detective. Mm. Um, and yeah. the reason I mentioned L.A. Noir is because it's a detective game I've been replaying recently, right. which is, um, and it's showing its age. Sure, it is showing its age. I mean. How dare you not have skippable cutscenes? How dare you? I mean, that's that's like number like, one. How that's dare number you? one in like the list of gaming sins. Or no, no, no. At least that, number five. No, no, no. I, I, I would. I, I don't. You know what? One day we should sit down with a whole bunch of people and say, what are the gaming sins? That sounds like a column right there. Yeah, exactly. But here's the thing. I would put something above non-skippable cutscenes. That being, non-skippable cutscenes that happen before a fight or some action like you're in a fight you die you have to watch a cutscene before you get back to where you were when you died that's brutal yeah yeah that happened in max Payne 3 that's who let sorry we're not actually having a go at rockstar it's just the first example we love rockstar no we love rockstar i love i love rockstar absolutely um so yeah non-skippable cutscenes um the graphics look a little bit weird just because uh, the faces are very, very realistic, yeah. whereas like the body movements don't really work. Um, Sorry, when is Eleanor from? Like <sighs> two thousand eleven. Two thousand. I was going to say two thousand ten, two thousand eleven. Yeah, it was on the yeah. last generation. Yeah, yeah. Um, and, and at the time, it was really, really interesting. I, like, I, I like, remember because um, they were using this technology called depth analysis, where they basically scanned your face from 
well, scan the actors' faces from about like 900 million different angles, mm. um, which dovetailed obviously into a mechanic they had where you were interrogating people. Um, and uh, you had to watch for things like, you know, if someone's folding their arms or if their eyeballs are looking this, that, and the other, their face creases up with tension. Mm. You ask them a question. Um, that, by the way, looks a little bit ridiculous these days because <laughs> it's very, very easy to tell if someone's telling a lie in L.A. Noir because their face starts twitching as though an army of ants are running across if, it. If you do yourself a favor, I, I recently looked into this. If you, you can find YouTube videos showing just how, I think, what's the word, um, obvious it becomes. Uh, yeah. the, the one I saw was someone, it looks like someone's entire face had been clicked on and dragged down. Yeah. To show uh, no. they were lying. I, I I would say that that's 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 uh, someone having a having a laugh. No no sorry not literally like that but it looked it got very droopy mm. and it was like very clear that someone someone was uh, was mm. telling porky pies but yeah. um, the shooting is okay um, the driving is okay but what really sells La Noire is its story mm. um, and its characters and its narrative I mean it's really 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 good because it's it's a it's a detective game it's a, it's right. a private eye dame walks into my and room the reason I was playing La Noire is because I was about to play another detective game that came out just last month so I've been playing lost judgment right which is the sequel to judgment which is a a spin-off of the Yakuza series cool right and um, if you haven't played the Yakuza series, we've done podcasts. There's an internet out there. Go and have a look. Um, if you haven't played Judgment, it's a detective thriller, I'd say. Right. Set in a fictional version of Rapongi in Tokyo. Cool. Right. I can't remember the name of it. It's Kamuturo or something like that. Yeah, it's. I, I've, I've, so I've read. I've read your review of it now. Mm. Um, and one of the one of the places was something like Kamuturo. And you play a detective called Tak, cool. who has a uh, yakuza, an ex yakuza bloke called Kaito, who's your like sidekick. Mm -hmm. And um, when Lost Judgment opens, um, it opens with a rather grisly scene. Sorry, Lost Judgment two. No, no, no. Oh, we talking about the first one. First one was called Judgment. This oh, one's called okay. Lost Judgment. Okay. I f I'm with you. I follow. Got you. Lost Judgment is Judgment 2. Fine. Right. I see it. Okay. So Lost Judgment opens with a rather grisly scene. Um, there's this body strapped to a chair um, that's discovered by a couple of firemen um, who, you know, and it's really quite graphic. Mm. I mean, his skin is browned, turning black. His teeth are falling out. There is no eyes in his eye socket. Maggots are crawling in and out of his skin, or what's left of his skin. And then at the same time, that's been there for a while. And then at the same time, um, a law firm that Tack works for is defending a bloke who was arrested for groping a woman on a train in Tokyo. Okay, right. Um, I'm not sure what the sentence in real life carries, but he is going to prison for it. And just before he's sentenced, he says something very, very cryptic. And uh, then things go on from there. Now, what happens after that is that Tak and Kaito are basically contacted by uh, two characters that they met in the last game. One of them's a hacker, the other one's a detective. Mm -hmm. And they've set up a detective agency in Yokohama. And off they go to Yokohama to help them out. Cool. And their case is uh, a local school has a really bad bullying problem. So they're hiring these detectives to find out who the bullies are. Yes, that's, that's, I see the look on your face. Yeah, there's a little bit of tonal whiplash going on there. Right. 
you know, yeah. going from a, a well, first of all, you start off, murder. Well, first of all, you start off with if there is a bullying problem at a school, is an outside private detective agency the way to go? Yeah, I, I, that's not the well, that's not the first place I'd look. Maybe it wasn't the first place the school looked. Maybe they got that desperate. I'll give them the benefit of the doubt and say maybe they've tried every other. The avenue. second thing that happens is in order to find these bullies, what these guys do is they install mini cameras all around the school. That's that's including the bathrooms. That's that's a violation of some kind of privacy rights, surely, right? Here's a, here's a, I mean, you're you're not technically a minor anymore. No, I'm not. Right, at some point you may be a parent, right? Right. If you found out that your kid's school had hired a bunch of detectives to put cameras all around the school, including the bathroom, you would light oh, the no. headmaster on fire. No, we, we, we'd approach the school board and tar and feather them. That's, yeah. that's ridiculous. Right. There's a scene actually in 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 this uh, this this segment where a, you know one of the female young school students hmm. spots one of the cameras and she puts like a, a piece of tape over it. So um, the detective dean goes, "Well, this camera's not working. Tack, go and have a look." Oh no! <clears throat> oh no! Oh no! So Tack goes and has a look, and she goes, "Ha ha! Found you! I saw you putting cameras on the school. What are you, a pervert trying to look up girls' dresses?" And it's you know what. On the information that young girl has, it's hard not to si- not it's it's hard not to side with her. Yeah, that's a pretty valid response. Especially when Tack is dressed in um, a utility suit with a cap. I mean, it's no, yeah, no, I'm I'm with you. That's 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 not that's a pretty valid response from someone to have just found a, a camera in their bathrooms. Yeah. That's, 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 that's we started. And, and this is the thing: the, the first three um, chapters of Lost Judgment are you running around the school like this. Uh, this is to say nothing of the fact, right, that mm. when you get to Yokohama, you see a bunch of kids, like school kids in school uniforms, harassing um, the guy, a guy who runs a restaurant. Right, and they are being a bunch of little punks. They are. Right. Right. So you and Kaito, the ex-Yakuza, and you, with your kung fu knowledge, kick seven levels of excrement out of them. Uh, uh, right? And then after that, you go to the school, and you run into these kids again, and they go, I remember you from outside the restaurant. So you kick them again. I, you and then after that, they bring some rugby players up to sort you out. Guess what happens? I- I'm going to... I'm gonna. I'm going to guess you beat them up. You beat them up. You can't. Again. Th- th- you're beating up children. <laughs> yes. You're with beating up. With Yes. So the first couple of... Sorry, Nick. Nick, this sounds like a weird game. Yeah. This sounds like a weird game. Dude, I was sitting there with my... um, With... I guess he's my nephew because uh, it's my brother-in-law. Okay. It's his son. He's 18. And he went, Nick, you're playing a game for pervs. <laughs> he was watching this. <laughs> Just watching you beat up children. Yeah. Now, here's the thing. After the first couple of chapters, where all you do is spy on children and kick the crap out of them, right? Um, the the action moves back to the street because you find out that in actual fact, hey, um, the bullying here might be connected to something over there. A teacher over here has a contact over here. And then some street uh, a street gang pitches up and it goes, okay, so now we're back at street level. Right. Right. And, um, you know... I have no problem kicking the hell out of Yakuza. I have no problem kicking the hell out of, they're called the RK gang. Okay. Right? They're also a pack of wankers. So, (laughs) you know, you don't really feel bad about hammering them. And also it takes the plot forward as well. Um, It's just those early 
opening segments. I, I can imagine they, made me they a stick bit, with I'm, you. You know, and um, yeah. I'm not going to ask how beating up school children ties into the first body because clearly that that delves into spoiler territory. But let's talk mechanics. How how does the game play? How does it feel? Okay, so this is the other thing. The combat's great. Cool. The combat's absolutely wonderful. Um, I also know that the combat won't be for everyone's tastes because it is kind of like halfway between Yakuza and Streets of Rage. Okay. Right? And sometimes the camera does zing about like a ping pong ball and a tumble dryer. But it's 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 satisfying. You've got like four different fighting styles, crane, snake, I can't remember the other two, one of them's tiger, and you can switch with them on the fly. Okay. So for example, if you are going up against some muscular guys, tiger's the one you want to pick. If you are cornered in a uh, confined space uh, with a bunch of enemies around you, crane, go for crane mm. because you whirl kicks and you, you turn into basically a combine harvester. It's really, really fun, really, really satisfying. Mm. Um, so the combat, yes. Great. Um, the detection sections <clears throat> are as bad as they were in the first game, ah. which is essentially you in a first person looking around an area and then clicking on prompts. There's and when a prompt <sighs> pops up, your character goes, ooh, ooh, you know, that, that's your cue. That was, a, that was a pretty bang on impression. Right? Like. Um, there are stealth sections which um, are not even going to attract people who like stealth games. Because um, one of the ways that you distract enemies um, away from the path that you want to take forward is by flicking a coin in their direction. Once you flick that coin in their direction, um, you can go up behind them and choke them out. Okay. Right? However, let's say you don't flick a coin in their direction and they walk past you. Right? You can walk up behind them. And unless you flick a coin in their direction, the uh, option to choke them out does not appear. Well, uh, uh, yeah. That's and they turn around and they beat you. Well, I right? I'm sorry, that makes, that, makes, that makes absolutely no sense. Right, no. And um, what's the other thing I didn't like about this game? <laughs> it's, also, it's also, I think, a holdover from the first one as well. Uh, stealth missions. Oh, no, there's a new element, which is parkour. Okay. And it's okay. It's not, it's, it's not going to set the world on fire. No, I mean parkour, parkour like Mirror's Edge parkour or parkour like Assassin's Creed parkour. Assassin's Creed parkour. Okay, and and they do introduce an interesting mechanic, which is like you have to like parkour your way up vertically and then find a, um, a, a, a perpendicular ledge to to stand on right. because you know unlike the likes of Assassin's Creed. You know, your character can't just hang off a building in perpetuity. Eventually, like, a, a meter will run down and he'll fall down to the street. Gotcha. But like I said, it's like, you know... Oh, and then there are tailing missions. Oh, no. We, oh, look. In fact... You, if, you know, if you know what tailing missions are, we don't even have to explain the why they're bad. The game starts with a tailing mission. No! Yeah. That's not... That's the First impressions matter, people. And you don't, you don't start with the tailing in mission. In fact, the game starts with a tailing mission followed by a detection mission, which followed by a parkour mission, which is followed by a stealth mission. And then, and only then, do you get to a fight, which is quite fun. That's, that's a lot to get through. That's right. a lot to get Here's through. Here's the thing about Lost Judgment. What it also does have is all the wonderful things that you would expect from a Yakuza or a Judgment game. All, all the ridiculous like, trimmings. Um ridiculous side missions mm. right you know you're doing everything from sorting out um a teacher who used to be a wrestler who's trying to keep a, a dampener on his um his temper while kids are 
playing pranks on him mm. so you're you're running ahead of him and 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 taking out traps in the in, in the classroom like whoopee cushions so and, that he doesn't lose his cool yeah, yeah exactly exactly <laughs> and there's um a bloke who uh, is claiming to be the arachnid man but what he actually is is a pervert who's trying <laughs> to steal uh, undergarments from women you know um that's you, a very you, usual Yakuza kind exactly. of side missions. You've got batting cages. You've got dart mini games. Is it karaoke? No. Oh, Nick. If there is, I haven't found it. Sad. But I did find um, the golfing range, and I found a weird VR game. Like and and I can't, An in-game VR game. I can't actually describe to you how amazing <laughs> and how weird and how engaging the VR game is. What I would do to you is say, Google... Lost Judgment, YouTube, VR game. Just have a look. I'm, I'm, I'm on it. I'll check it out. Absolutely. I mean, the, the world outside of the main story is something you could lose months to. Mm. And, and if it, look, if it's something you're into, you're going to put time absolutely. into it. That's how Yakuza fans kind of enjoy their games. Yeah. And away from the main story, you don't actually mind that everything's so screwball and... Tonally know. dissonant. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Because, you know, you're just killing time between you know, actually going after the main story. Between story beats. This is the problem I have with the main story. Mm. You know, um, it's a bit screwball to begin with. And you know what? Without giving away spoilers, there's actually a really, really compelling story, I think, to be told within the framework of what Lost, I think Lost Judgment was trying to do. Mm. Um just what just kind of buried underneath all of the weird stuff well it's not so much buried it's kind of like if i gave you a brief and i said imagine this rubric and you went well the best way to start this is by putting cameras around a school mm. i'd fire you <laughs> but i don't think that that would be your starting point max um you'd probably go oh yeah actually this is a really interesting conspiracy theory because here's the thing it the narrative that sorry the plot of um, lost judgment centers around school bullying right but that school bullying is not tied to the school that you initially investigate and it's not even tied to the present okay there are victims of bullies who were bullied in the past who have an axe to grind going forward mm. i look i can see that being a very compelling mm. story point. Once again, I don't think that's very well handled. <laughs> like, no, like, as you've said, which, well, which no, is... no, no, you don't understand. I mean... The, oh, oh, the, really? Even aside from the stuff you've told me already? Let me put it this way, right? Uh, wrapping up the uh, bullying uh, mission at the beginning, mm. right? One thing that does come through very, very well is that one of the reasons that bullies are allowed to operate in school areas is because no one challenges them. Right. Right. And when I say no one challenges them, I don't mean the poor victims of these bullies. Right. I mean everyone else stands around kind of looking the other way. Right. That is looked at quite closely. Right. Thing is, what isn't looked at quite closely is why someone becomes a bully mm. or how the victim of a bully feels and the knock-on effects of that. And I'm not saying that a game shouldn't look at a subject like this. I mean, games can tackle any subject they like. Mm. But... It's just not handled very yeah, well. Yeah, how well they do it comes down to the mm. individual game and the way it's presented. And and this is my main gripe with Lost Judgment mm. because, I mean, here's the thing. I don't shy away from gore. I don't shy away from any... I mean, the last Judgment game, for God's sake, you were hunting down a serial killer who was leaving dead bodies around Kamuchura with their eyes gouged out. I mean, it was, you know... Not for the faint-hearted. Exactly. Um, 
and also you were in the weird position where you were defending a Yakuza lieutenant mm. who the cops fancied for these murders, but that you were like, there's no way this guy did it. Even though he happens to be a massive prick, I am probably going to defend him, mm. right? Whereas in Lost Judgment, it's kind of like, <sighs> here's the thing. If this was Bully 2 and you were a kid yeah. investigating these things, I'd have a far less critical uh, critical problem with it. Yeah. Right? But like the fact of the matter is you're walking around the school dressed like a roadie from Guns N' Roses' Japan leg of their Use Your Illusion tour. With your Yakuza sidekick. Yeah. Well, not not all the time, but like it's mainly you. But it, it, it's are you the right protagonist yeah, for the story? It is just a little bit... It sounds a little bit dissonant, a mm. little bit, poor, like you said, poorly handled. Mm. Um, which is a shame, because what you've said so far sets up some very intriguing talking points. It does. It does. I mean, I, here's the thing. The fact we've been talking about it for as long as we have, as, you know, you know, maybe, you know, even when art is bad... It can, know, it can it make can the point. If it can start a dialogue, maybe yeah. it was worth it anyway. It can make the point that it was trying to make, even if it doesn't do it as well as, as it was trying to go. Mm. Overall, I was disappointed um, because, I, like I said, I was a huge fan of the first Judgment. Yeah. Um, even though it had some crappy mechanics, um, this one I was just like mm. until about three or four chapters in. But worth a play if you're a Yakuza faithful. Oh well, you're you're probably playing it anyway. You don't, <laughs> you don't need faithful. me to tell you. Right, right, right. If you if you're part of the Yakuza faithful, Lost Judgment has been on your radar for a very long time, and you have probably played it anyway. Yeah. That was a big sigh. That was a big sigh. On that dour note, <laughs> on that dour note, uh, I think I think that about wraps us up for today. Okay. Well, thank you very much, Max. Thanks for having me, Nick. I'll see you again next week. And stay in school, kids. <laughs>